This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's caught on his back. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Folks, check out the NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Don't miss out. Grab your copy when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. So, Joe, there's, a, I guess, a prevalent idea that there are certain teams that folks are shy they're shying away from betting because maybe they're bored with them, like the Bills, Josh Allen, things like that. Is it possible when we're talking about the Chiefs to repeat as Super Bowl champions or Mahomes to repeat as an MVP? I don't want to say we're bored with the Chiefs because we're still going to watch them, but are we bored mm-hmm. backing them because we want to find something uh, to do? Well, yeah, that, that's always what ends up happening. And I know exactly where you're going, but why don't we revisit that? Because uh, we've, we've got one of the sharpest NFL betters around joining us. Absolutely, we do. Joining us now, Cleb TA. You can follow him on X at Cleb TA and find all his work at clebanalytics.com. TA, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Let's talk about the Chiefs and let's be direct here because even though every team that plays at a really high level will deal with some sort of variance, maybe a little bit of regression, why do you feel like that the Chiefs can overcome all of those factors and repeat as Super Bowl champions? Well, uh, I mean, it's probably two two easy uh, answers, right? It's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, <laughs> you can't really. I mean, you, I mean, you just have to uh, have to follow the uh, the history here. I mean, Andy Reid continuously goes over the win total uh, each and every season. Patrick Mahomes has made five has been has been a starter for five seasons and has made the AFC Championship game in all five. Like, you know, when I did my NFL preview, I was trying to find a reason not to put them in the Super Bowl. And it's like, you know, from a probability standpoint, when you've got that quarterback and, and head coach combo, you feel pretty comfortable that at minimum they're going to make the, the title, you know, AFC title game. And it's just a matter of can they win that, that game to get to the Super Bowl. So just from a prob- you know, probability standpoint, it's, it's pretty safe to assume that they're always going to be in contention no matter who is playing receiver for them, who's playing offensive line. Like they, they're going to always be in, in the mix, and, and there's, there's no reason to, uh, to doubt them each year. Uh, Clev, let's talk about your team, the Cleveland Browns. Win totals nine and a half. Uh, much of the offseason, didn't hear a whole lot of chatter about them. Uh, it, it was more about the Bengals, obviously, because you have Burrow. He's going to be in the mix for MVP, and as long as you have them, they're going to be in the conversation for Super Bowl. And 
all the chatter about the Ravens and their big change at offensive coordinator and Cleveland is, uh, is just sitting there. What are you expecting uh, from this team this year? And, and is it one of the tougher teams, even though you follow them so closely to handicap because it's tough to gauge what you're going to get at quarterback? Yeah, you know, I, I tend to disagree with that. I, I know a lot of people are wondering, you know, which Deshaun Watson will show up. But, you know, I've got a sample size of multiple seasons, over 1,700 pass attempts uh, in his career prior to last year that says he's a top, you know, seven to eight quarterback each and every season that he's been in the NFL. And, you know, obviously, you know, what happened off the field, uh, you know, led to the circumstances last year. And, you know, you're talking about a guy who didn't play for most of the season, you know, didn't practice in a completely different system for Jacoby Brissett versus what he, you know, he stepped into. They were kind of changing things on the fly. You know, he was rusty. It was it was just a, a, a kind of an outlier circumstance. So, you know, and, and he played in, in some tough conditions. He played in a game in Cleveland against the Saints that I don't think people outside of Cleveland you know, understand how bad and brutal it was. I mean, you're talking about it was literally zero degrees with 30 to 40, 40 mile an hour winds. No quarterback is going to be successful in a situation like that. You know, he played another game on a Saturday night against the Ravens. They actually beat the Ravens where it was snowing. So it's like, you know, you have a couple of, of games that really hinder the, the total sample there. And just, you know, the circumstances made things difficult. So I, I tend to lean more towards what he was in Houston more than, than what we saw last year. And it would surprise me if he's not, you know, a top 10 to 12 level quarterback this year. You know, I, I, I you know, posed this question in the past on Twitter. So how many, how many examples do we have of a quarterback in their prime, in their 20s, who had multiple seasons of being a top 10 quarterback and then just all of a sudden fell off a cliff, like out of nowhere? We, there are virtually no examples of this. If it happens, it usually happens in kind of the Russell Wilson or Matt Ryan, you know, or Peyton Manning case where you get up into your 30s. Uh, but there's really no examples uh, of, a, of a player or a quarterback, the caliber of Deshaun Watson, who is just all of a sudden, you know, going to turn from, from a top 10 level quarterback to, you know, a mediocre to bad quarterback. So I have faith that, you know, him and Kevin Stefanski will, you know, develop an offense that caters to his strengths, you know, we saw in the preseason – yeah, 43% of his dropbacks came in empty formation, which is what he thrived in in Houston. Uh, and I think they're going to do a lot of those things that cater to his specialty and to his needs um, from an, you know, a quarterback standpoint. So uh, I feel pretty comfortable that he's going to be a really good quarterback this season and they're going to be a top 10 level offense. It is funny that uh, you're speaking highly of the Browns because, and this is one of the reasons why I love talking to data scientists is because there's a lot of variance when it comes to the Browns, right? Like if you're going to back them, then you have to sort of go to one or the other extreme as far as making a real profit. Are there other teams who have a lot of variance where it's best to take something that's a little bit more extreme as far as a bet is concerned, like an alternate win total, maybe a team that had a really bad record to win the division, something like that. Uh, what is a team that say you think offers a lot of variance and you have to bet in an extreme way to make a profit? I think the Packers are that sort of team. Uh, I've been all over them um, to win the division. I have a plus 400 ticket in my pocket. I, I think you get something close to that right now. I have over eight and a half alternative wins, um, you know, 165. I think the way to play Green Bay is if, you know, they've got the pieces around Jordan Love. They've got a really good offensive line, you know, a lot of big names on defense. 
You've got the two-headed monster at running back. So they've got pieces there. They play a fairly easy schedule. They're in very winnable division. So if Jordan Love is, call him the most, you know, the, the 16th-ranked quarterback among starters, uh, which I think is very doable. There's no reason why they shouldn't win nine, ten games and, and compete for the division. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, can he play to that level? If he's even like remotely close to top ten level, then they can, you know, they got a shot to compete in the, in the entire NFC I mean, to, to win the NFC because the, there's not, you know, that much competition there. And I think the division is very winnable. So I think it doesn't take much for them to go not only win the North, but then also um, climb over their win, you know, their alternative win total. And if he, if he struggles and, and, he, and he's a bad quarterback, like, like a lot are predicting, then they're not going to, they're not going to sniff even the seven and a half win total or eight win total, right? They're going to be probably closer to a five, six win team because they're so young at receiver and, um, it, it will probably be a you know, kind of a rebuilding situation once you're kind of midway through the season. So, it, you know, I think it's it's one of those where you know they're they're either kind of a five six win team or they're closer to a nine ten win team, and and I think that's where you play the some of the alternative numbers and to win the division for uh, for a team like Green Bay. Ta, which division favorite are you not buying? Maybe not fading doesn't mean you're going under guaranteed, but maybe you're going elsewhere. Well, I think the North was a was a good example of that. I think the Lions, mm-hmm. not, again, not necessarily fading them, but I just think that they're a little bit overhyped. Um, you know, they produced a top-five-level offense last year with Jared Goff, and Ben Johnson is a great offensive mind, created some, some um, excellent situations for him uh, and, and that offense. But, like, how much better can that offense be this year uh, for you to get to 10, 11, 12 wins to, to win a division and really compete in the NFC? I, I think that you have way more um, possibilities for things to go wrong than necessarily go right. And, and even if you're in the same exact spot again this year where you're kind of the fifth or sixth best offense, you're still not going to have a great defense. The defense is, is, you know, upgraded a little bit in the secondary, but it's still, you know, kind of bottom level pass defense and not not a ton in the way of pass rush outside of a guy like Aiden Hutchinson so there's definitely holes in that defense and you know expectations to win changes things you know they went from being the the kind of the plucky underdog to playing hard for for Dan Campbell to all of a sudden now they're expected to win those things change um the 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 psyche of of teams like this so that's a team that I think has a shot to I think amongst all the NFC teams um, you know, to maybe you know not win the division. I think the AFC would be Jacksonville. I don't love Jacksonville at all this year. You know, they feasted off of a really easy schedule. When you look at their defense, you know, the talent level isn't great. The secondary is really poor, but they faced a bunch of backup quarterbacks last year to get into the playoffs. I mean, they barely survived Josh Dobbs and the Titans. Uh, they probably should have lost that game, and they wouldn't even have made the playoffs. Uh, so they're probably going to have a, a tougher schedule. I don't think the defense is there. And as much as I like Trevor Lawrence, you know, he made a gigantic leap last year. And it's, again, hard to – it's all about expectations. And can he make another leap into that kind of elite top five level quarterback? He might, but, you know, I'm probably uh, in the camp of he's more of like a, you know, eight to ten level quarterback, which is still really good. But it's not like they're just going to cakewalk to a title uh, in, in the AFC. So, uh, those are probably the two teams that I think amongst the division leaders I would I would probably bet against the most. 
He's Cleb TA, sports analyst here on BetQL Daily. Uh, check out his site, clubanalytics.com, where you can see his uh, big NFL preview going through it. A uh, lot of excellent information out there. And one of the things that I can really appreciate, TA, is this idea of fourth quarter play and just how much variance that can present as far as looking ahead to this upcoming season. I'm curious when it comes to, say, live betting opportunities, because we saw some insane comebacks last season, and we saw some really exciting games where there are some live betting opportunities. And I'm curious if you have, like, any general thoughts and general tips about how to attack those when we're watching a game and we see something where, okay, maybe what we see isn't what we're getting, and this team that's trailing can make a comeback of significance. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say my specialty is more kind of pregame situations, but definitely dabble in the, the live situations when there are specific you know, examples, like you mentioned, that make sense. And I think, you know, if you're able to watch multiple games at once or even get access to, you know, live box scores, you know, look for those situations where maybe a team has committed, you know, multiple turnovers that, you know, they might be moving the ball, but, um, you know, committed a turnover deep in the, in the red zone. Uh, maybe once or twice, missed a field goal, wh- whatever, kind of a fluky ending to a drive. Um, and if you if you see that kind of the underlying metrics look like they should be winning or should be a much closer game, but because of some of those fluky circumstances, they're trailing by, you know, multiple scores, that's a situation where you could pounce on the team that's trailing and, and get, you know, a good number uh, to, to get a comeback. So I, I think for me, it's more, you know, one of those where you could be watching a game and be like, man, this team is just marching up and down the field. They're just, they're just getting unlucky uh, when it comes to the end of drives. And you just hope that those things flip in the second half or just later in the game um, in order to, to make that comeback. And so, you know, I think I would look for situations like that where, you know, you've got kind of that disparity between the, some of the underlying, you know, uh, yards per play and, success rates and those sorts of things, if you can get access to that, uh, to those numbers and, and compare it to what is actually happening on the field in terms of, you know, the score. And, and I think you can make some, uh, make some, you know, worthwhile bets in, in, those, in those situations. TA, uh, certain teams are being discussed a lot when uh, we go over play caller upgrades, like what's going to, how it's going to look different for Herbert with the Chargers uh, Patriots, uh, we address the Ravens too. Uh, is there one that really stands out to you where you think uh, this is really going to help a quarterback uh, slash offense with the play caller upgrade? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious one is Kellen Moore with the Chargers. I think it's been kind of written and talked about at nauseum, but I really do think that, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think he's an underrated play caller. I don't think that Mike McCarthy really trusted him uh, to run that Dallas offense. I think he, he wanted to put his own stamp on things, you know, but they did, you know, Dallas did have an explosive offense for a number of years, multiple times in the top five and 10 um, of, of some of these advanced numbers. And so I think, you know, if he's given kind of carte blanche by, by Brandon Staley, and I think he will, because um, he's an analytics guy, I, I think they'll they'll throw more on first downs. They'll take more shots down the field. I mean, they were just, the number of times they just dumped the ball off to Austin Eckler um, just was, was infuriating, infuriating and obviously getting down, getting down the field with Mike Williams and now Quentin Johnston. I think this is going to be really valuable for, um, for that offense and obviously for Herbert. You know, just cater to his strengths. Let him take shots. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to probably throw, you know, uh, some more interceptions. But, you know, the way you win in the NFL is through explosive plays. I've I've shown that uh, if you look at the last kind of 10 Super Bowl winners, 
um, or even just Super Bowl um, participants, they, they almost always are top 10 level uh, explosive pass rates um, during the season. So you've got to be able to create those big plays. It's hard to continuously march down the field and get uh, you know uh, four or five yards at a time. You got to really ex- uh, get those big explosive plays in order to score um, and, and you know um, and advance throughout the playoffs. So I think that's what the Chargers were missing. And you know I have high hopes for for a guy like Kellen Moore. And as long as the the Chargers stay healthy, and I know it's a huge F because they never do. Uh, they got a good offensive line. Obviously have those those weapons, and obviously a guy like Herbert with the big arm, I think can make some plays. And so I'm excited to see what they look like. I think that week one game against Miami is a real fun one. Um, may not have a bet involved, but might be one that uh, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on just because I want to see how they call those plays and, and how often they take shots down the field. Yeah. Herbert ranked 27th last season in proportion of passes traveling 10 plus air yards. They got to air it out more. Hopefully they do. And if they do, then the Chargers should be more formidable. Club TA, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we have college football action to get to tonight, tomorrow, all weekend long. We'll go through some of our favorite plays for the Thursday and Friday slates. That's right here on the BetQL Network.